Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Mind Podcast 116.0, your weekly source for news, visit, news views and analysis and analysis of news. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me uh, as Sunanda Vashisht and Pramod Kumar Buravalli. Uh, phone house after a while. How are you guys doing? Good. good. How are you? Very good. Awesome. You know, as always. Uh, Welcome back, Pramod. Mm. that uh, why bahubali does not uh, has not included other faiths like christianity oh. and islam <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. it's maybe the... why is it so hinduized <laughs> why is why is india so hinduized why is hindustan hinduized why, why what is the problem why do hindus exist in india that they the should problem. ask that question to rome and saudi arabia oh. first yeah. i think they were looking like dekho jodha akbar mein kaise jodha bhai ki character ko hai ganga jamni tehzeeb matlab ganga jamni tehzeeb kyun nahi hai खैर अभी तो टर्की में पता नहीं कौन सी तहजीब चल रही है आफ्टर इवन दैट एंशियंट हिस्ट्री दे आर नॉट गुड एट इवन मिडीवल हिस्ट्री दे आर नॉट गुड एट सो फॉर एग्जाम्पल Gautami Putra Shatakani, the movie that I long, yeah. um, watched yesterday, he defeats an Indo-Greek king right. uh, from Sindh and also he was uh, his kingdom spread all the way till I think Saurashtra, Nahapana, the king. Uh, and the Greek general or Indo-Greek general that was supporting him was Demetrius. Mm-hmm. And uh, Satyakarni defeats him. So even if you take that into account, we have always defeated. It has been temporary setbacks for us and some of them have lasted a long time. But even if you bring the ancestors of the Muslims or Christians, they have also been defeated by us many, many times. So these guys are completely confused. You know, that is what the leftist liberal historian uh, breed. Uh, you know needs constant debunking because they have fed because of the political patronage they were getting for a long time they have been they have been feeding us the version of history that nobody even today uh, you can you cannot uh, cover it you know? i i am told that romila thapar and the rest they manufactured that narrative because they felt that if they didn't then um, it would be impossible for co- बुक्स 
coexistence to Indians comes from time yeah. times immemorial. Ask Parsis, ask other people who have come and sought refuge on our yeah. lands. So for them to say that our books teach coexistence and it's because of our books we are sort of yeah. uh, telling people how to live. We're not exasperating these um, uh, you know fault lines. This is just giving themselves too much of importance. No, coexistence is also when you have the Mauryan king Chandragupta Maurya, arguably one of the greatest emperors, embracing Jainism, his son adopting Ajivikism and his grandson adopting Buddhism. What is this in the same yeah. family, right? So, you had the liberty to do, you know, what you want. I think it's very important for a country, a civilization to know where it has come from and where it is yeah. going. Only when you know where you've come from, will you, will you be confident of where you're going to go? What they did not count on, the leftist historians, Irfan Habib and all of these people, they thought that Indian socialism was here to stay. The political patronage they were going to receive or continue receiving would stay on for generations. And secondly, they were counting on versions of history from outside of India never to come back into India. Exactly. Because they always reveled at the thought that uh, our civilization was because of the socialist cloak we were you know, getting covered under. It was going to be an iron wall which can never be penetrated. Say for example... There are now chronicles emerging, emerging from Central Asia of all the uh, the advent of uh, our culture into Central Asia, not the other way around. So this whole uh, complexity that they built, which is the Aryan race, which somehow emerged from the southern, southern uh, Ural mountains and then moved from there, certain, certain pathways from uh, Kyrgyzstan into India, certain pathways through Balochistan to India, all of them never existed. It was actually the Ulta direction. The Mitanni culture, which is in present day Syria, actually there is clear description in uh, certain places because now you are seeing the dis uh, destruction because of the ISIS uh, uh, thugs. You are seeing that it is being, some of them are being uh, uncovered and you see a clear uh, opposite direction migration, uh, which was from India to uh, outside of India. Uh, and and uh, when you ask somebody who's a leftist historian, they are now completely lost of words because technology has overtaken them. Yeah. Because there is no wall that can stop technology and the social media revolution that has happened. Mind, mind makers, uh, you know, st you know, survives on uh, the social media outreach that we have. Technology. And it's yeah. it's unstoppable. So that is how ancient and. Uh, I would say disconnected set of historians we have unfortunately had a thrust upon and us. I have to say that when we started the podcast we had no idea that we would start be starting with a uh, thing about uh, Indian history yeah. <laughs> but now that we have started <laughs> I think it's time to move on and go to the current news of the week um, and we'll talk about this at the recommendations and stuff as well uh, news of the week was Emmanuel Macron becoming the Prime Minister of the President of France uh, Marie Le Pen uh, much to the relief of uh, uh, liberals everywhere and like a lot of people who were watching French elections um, was lost, defeated and Macron came uh, and it was interesting, I don't know what this means for the Euro kind of thing, that is there a resurgence? In he's, the, he's still a centre-right uh, politician, he's not leftist. No, no, he's not leftist at all. He's still centre-right but, but she was extreme right. Extreme right. And also like some of the things she said about, uh, you know, completely yeah. crazy. I mean, but his position on globalisation versus her position on globalization, his position on yeah. immigrants versus her position are, are different. Yes. So that's one thing. He, but isn't it interesting? I want to say one thing. 
that Marianne Le Pen and Hillary Clinton, two women, get defeated, or opposite ends of the ideological spectrum, yeah. get defeated, uh, both of them for different reasons. Mm. It's, it's pretty interesting yeah. how that works. The dynamics is being controlled by Germany and Britain. Those are the two performing economies in Europe. All other economies don't perform. Yes. They are all socialist in nature and they have not been able to come up with anything substantial. substantial. They are now facing a demographic uh, change. Yes. 10% has become uh, close to you know uh, non-Christian. Many of them have stopped going to the church. So Europe is going through a huge churn, mm. which is uh, after the uh, Industrial Revolution, this churn has never happened before. So this is where they are trying to find, uh, like the you know the, the the politicians who are just right now rising on the wave of nationalism, they don't know whether the nationalism is a pan-European nationalism or a countrywide nationalism. So they have to now align themselves because European Union had benefited them. You know, those 500 million people of European origin living in Europe had benefited from Europe, which is what all of these politicians are saying that Britain has committed harakiri by yeah. withdrawing Stepping from, uh, from uh, the European Union. Because the two performing economies, one which is gone now, Ooh. only Germany can, cannot sustain it. You know, you know, last time what happened? The same thing happened and Germany was forced to take over countries which it was bankrolling. <laughs> In 19, exactly 100 years ago. This is very eerie, eerie phenomenon. No, and it's interesting that you brought up England because England is going into elections next month. Uh, yeah. Theresa May she, she actually got pre it. Pre and June she thinks, 8th is when the She thinks she are. has a good mandate. She's expected to win. Yeah. Ah, but uh, history has told us in India at least yeah. that people when they advance elections and it's this is a cross-party phenomenon yeah. they don't win every time yeah you know whenever Britain banks on nationalism it, it gets humiliated in the world uh, and can you imagine if Theresa May and I, I kind of liked her as a you know yeah. politician but she was a very pugnacious woman and stuff like yeah. especially some of the statements she made if she gets defeated and Jeremy Corbyn becomes the Prime Minister of England. What? Oh, that will be like Neville Chamberlain becoming the Prime Minister again. When Neville Chamberlain became the Prime Minister, he gave a blank check to uh, Germany. This was in 1939, right before the World War II. No, I, I, I deliberated so, because he said 1916 and then he said 1939. So both the World Wars, exactly. harbingers of both yeah. the so pacifists are, are the worst because they will give a blank check until the time the pain starts hitting home True. and Putin is knocking on the doorsteps of Europe. He wants a pretext, one pretext or the other. Mm -hmm. I Again, I'm not going to be uh, uh, alarmist and, and I'm not going to... all of this with Donald Trump leading US. Oh my God. This <laughs> is, and that is the unfortunate part because at that time, FDR was uh, was exactly. the president. So in they, which had was, they had sanity. They had sanity. sanity so here, that is that is the biggest concern I've got. It's impossible to see what the world order is going to be even yeah. five years from now. No, yeah. and so that, even five years. Not that. Yeah. I I really right now, I cannot confirm like conf with a sense of conformity. I cannot say whom is US aligned to. Because well, at this point, it uh, at this point in time, it is Kushner and Ivanka <laughs> that they are aligned to because they are the only two persons whom the deep state seems to have co-opted. Mm. Trump seems to be making some compromises because he cannot survive without making mm. that kind of compromises with the deep state, which mm. is the intelligence agencies, which is the academia. Mm. You have seen what has happened the past few months. Mm. He has toned down his rhetoric. You know, now he is saying that he wants to meet the president of North Korea. Now he is singing pianos of uh, 
uh, President Xi, China's <laughs> president. So there is something that has happened between the past and, and end of February till to day. Uh, somebody has Maybe put it was some. that beautiful piece of chocolate cake. Oh yeah. That he shared with Prof- President Xi. Yeah. Yes. It is as I said. I have just given up uh, the business of speculating because it is so difficult to say what is going to happen. What is the world order going to be even five years from now? Trump is itching for a war. I mean. Uh, Anybody can see It's a that. fascinating time to be an analyst because there are so many unknowns and so many permutations and combinations, but it's a scary time to be like, you know, uh, uh, just somebody on the same side of the world because you don't know what the hell is happening. And, and I say this because I saw this uh, interview of John Kasich, who I think is a very sane Republican, actually. I mean, a lot of Republicans no, are sane, he is, but he is he's, Republican. he's an old school Republican. He's not those right of right and stuff. Like, you know, uh, and he had an interview with Bill Maher and Bill Maher and him seemed to be agreeing on it. And they were like, I hope there are more of you like there because they were talking about the healthcare act, mm-hmm. which I'm going to bring up in the last segment. I want us to talk about five minutes about the healthcare, but let's go to domestic and talk about more Indian uh, policy issues and talk about the Donald Trump of India. That is Arvind Kejriwal. <laughs> That's a perfect thing. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli, and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So uh, there is this um, huge uh, irony mm-hmm. that the crusader of corruption is being accused of corrupt practices yeah, himself. The leader of PAP, sorry, AAP. Yeah, the leader of AAP. Kejriwal has been accused of corruption, of monetary corruption. I mean, I, I said the word monetary because he has been accused of moral corruption a long time ago. Uh, now, this no, time he has... No, no, he's not been accused. People have concluded he's morally, morally corrupt. corrupt. So, <laughs> he is now accused of um, monetary corruption by none other than his own minister who he threw out of the cabinet. Two hours later. Two hours later. <coughs> Kapil Mishra is uh, he says according to Kapil Mishra during Punjab elections he saw Satendra Jain giving two crores to uh, Arvind Kejriwal's biggest problem is the people who are standing up for him are thugs like him so that is really not helping too much and Arvind Kejriwal for I, I don't know this story was uh, broken by Republic TV the new um, uh, sensation in um, TV world but um, what seems to me is that this is really when chickens come home to roost because this is exactly how Arvind Kejriwal has done his politics scoot and throw throw muck at people give you know give no evidence just go around throwing muck at people so now this has come he has he has introduced that <laughs> scoot and you know the reason I'm laughing is this um, politics so now he's a victim of it I, I read uh, Sanjeev but the 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 IPS infamous IPS officer of uh, Gujarat the suspended IPS uh, suspended who was leading a leading a non-partisan campaign but weirdly enough his wife stood against Narendra Modi on a Congress ticket in 2012 so to give some context he tweeted and she won no I mean yeah no she what did she win (laughs) 
कांग्रेस now sees arvind kejriwal whatever you look at him as at this point in time uh, now as a principal opposition party in uh, punjab and a ruling party in delhi so their 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 presence is registered in two states mm-hmm. and they will all come to defend him because it does not constitute anything somebody saw somebody else give money to somebody yeah. else so the, what what does that constitute okay if some some investigation happens they find out those two crores were paid out of turn or whatever it is he is the head of a political party every head of a political party manages cash whether they touch it or see it or smell it it doesn't matter so this is an acquisition that will not stick this but, is unfortunately the found, nature of the um, i found um, shekhar gupta's tweet the best at all you know amongst all he said if kejriwal's jan lokpal bill was passed he and jain would be in the jail charged and judged by same lokpal and kapil mishra getting 20 lakh rupees reward mm. so arvind kejriwal really has introduced this politics this thing even you know before him people did not really go around shamelessly accusing people he has brought this for good or worse he has just brought this accusing people left right and center going around koi matlab he does not play by rules yeah. you know even thieves mariyada mariyada koi bhi nahi hai uski you know before that i'm not saying there weren't corrupt politicians yeah. i'm not saying there but you know there was a there was a certain mariyada certain decorum that was maintained yeah. i mean kejriwal got rid of all that decorum and now well face it this is what is going to happen he has lost all credibility now he's uh, pretty much going to lose um, delhi w- as well and that is the end of how he, that is the way he'll be relegated to trash can of history I- i'm wondering now what is going to happen with that defamation case between him and uh, when arun jetli filed a defamation case mm-hmm. 10 crore um uh, case against uh, arvind kejriwal do you have any update on that maybe I, no, it's still uh, yeah, you know it's still, still i mean i don't know yeah. the, 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 last i heard the, the, the ram jitmalani ke liye uh, no <laughs> nahi but ram jitmalani apparently waived that fee so, 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 so arvind kejriwal is a great crowd funder by the way I, you I know i say somebody somebody joked about this number yeah. of half mlas i mean i don't yeah. think this is correct because number of half mlas is 66 now but somebody joked on twitter number of half mlas 67 number of mlas wife 67 modi promised 15 lakhs So 15 lifetime 67 and 67 stokers <laughs> no but uh, coming to uh, the more serious part of uh, arvind kejriwal's poli- politics and where he has hit the home run is that he is capable of raising funds based on controversy there's a controversy value that generates funds for amadmi party Yeah. Okay, so that is that is formula. No, there's nobody. Again, I have always been complaining about Modi's government on two notes. One is the electoral electoral funding issue and the education, which nobody seems to have been bothering. Mm-hmm. This electoral bonds will probably even strengthen BJP rather than strengthen the political system as a whole. I've always said that ten thousand crores is nothing for the government of India. You just set it up as a fund. Anybody with a let, little bit of qualifications judged. 
by the prime minister himself let the prime minister who has impeccable honesty say that moving forward from 2019 elections this is the criteria for anybody standing elections and they will be state funded yeah 10000 crores is all it takes adit yeah. but somehow this government has not been able to concentrate on that and same goes with education yeah. but everything else that these uh, sundry politicians and that is probably why the bjp might arrogate itself to assuming that they have no political opposition because of jokes like uh, arvind kejriwal but one interesting thing that um, you know because there is really nothing to talk about arvind kejriwal beyond this point but one interesting thing since you were talking about all this reform and everything that he needs to do uh, it remind me of the three itdc um, uh, you know uh, hotels or properties that the government has well not disinvested but given to state government yeah. whether you call Dynasty. that <laughs> whether oh. you call that um, uh, you know privatization or well the federal government is out no and let's put that one is, thing in perspective and this shekhar gupta coined this wonderful phrase which i always use about iddc indian tourism disaster corporation so it seems to me that one of the properties the three properties will go to the state government yeah. and I, one of them is converting it to some state run uh, that's fine. guest house uh, or something at least the central government is all out of it but the government is completely not out of business really you know the state government whether it's state government or central government it is the government entity running it this reminds me of my piece that you remember you know that uh narendra modi attempts reform with dolaps of socialism so this is this is another one dolap of socialism in the sense thoda sa kar diya hum log nikal gaye but then it because, is going because to it is not well defined even narendra modi's minimum government maximum governance minimum government is not defined defined in the terms of details hmm. that even vajpayee attempted vajpayee had a clear vision on disinvestment vajpayee actually said ki hotel uh-huh. government kyun so, chalata so that was his pet you know statement no, he made bjp after that they they told themselves <laughs> they that they lost their election because of vajpayee's private no that's rubbish absolutely which is rubbish but bjp sort of resigned themselves they there are there are 10000 other things by in andhra and uh, andhra this code is zero in tamil nadu this code yeah. is zero no and once and for all i want to settle this issue no, no. uttar pradesh they were reduced to 10 seats out of we, 80 we know that they did not lose oh. it because of privatization but at some time when they did that chintan shibir or something they told themselves because yeah. we lost it because of vajpayee uh, <laughs> so then it, it, you know all this not so, and that is also because vajpayee resigned they were knew that vajpayee was going to resign as who i mean he was not going to yeah. be yeah. So, So the Achilles heel of this government after three years, they have just completed three years or yes, about to complete about three years. 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 I know we are going to get some pieces on that uh, very shortly. Uh, the Achilles heel is the lack of a clear plan on job creation, which is the biggest mm-hmm. concern. I've I've got um, I've created jobs, many jobs the past ten years, and I am uh, getting worried that there is no clear directive coming in from anywhere on a particular industry that will basically help you alleviate. the losses you are suffering because of the seventh pay commission because of gst everything now the government comes back with a compromise form- formula just in case one state government protests they say that, okay for the next 5 years we'll take care of you where is that funds going to come from now they're trying to disinvest their disinvestment goals are are way off the mark because they don't have a a, a formula that says well if the public enterprise sunandaji is performing well do i still in, di- disinvest So, so is so the is the is the criteria performance is the criteria non-performance or is the criteria government actually, not running businesses? You made a wonderful 
वंडरफुल पॉइंट बिकॉज आई वॉन्ट टू आई वॉन्ट टू टॉक अबाउट दिस बिकॉज हमने एयर इंडिया के बारे में तो वी हैव डिस्कस्ड इन थ्री ऑफ अस आर डिफरेंट पोजिशन ऑन दैट वेदर एयर इंडिया शुड बी डिसइनवेस्टेड ऑफ और नॉट बट आई वॉन्ट टू ब्रिंग आउट दिस इंटरेस्टिंग पॉइंट अबाउट एयरपोर्ट्स ओके द बॉम्बे एयरपोर्ट एंड द डेली एयरपोर्ट और द मुंबई एयरपोर्ट फॉर ऑल पीपल हु टू कफेंस एट मी कॉलिंग द बॉम्बे एयरपोर्ट आर वेरी वेल रन बिकॉज दे आर प्राइवेटली रन बाई जी वी के राइट वन इज रन बाई जी वी के आई डोंट बोथ ऑफ दिमारियम्स So I wanted to talk about the experience I had at the Ahmedabad International Airport. It it is the seventh or eighth biggest airport in India. Has about seven and a half million passengers. But the international terminal is so congested, and the lines are ridiculous just to get into the airport and stuff. Yeah. And there is no management whatsoever. Is it time to and Ahmedabad Airport? पे तो ये चल रहा है कि AI is planning to give a part of it to some uh, corporate. पहले बात थी कि Changi Airport is going to bid to run right. the Ahmedabad Airport, but that didn't work. Should AI be let go of its duty? of running airports and should it be privatized well again that that's where we we have to see how he makes a hard stance i think 3 years of running a government mm-hmm. and a legacy of 6 and a half years so bjp cannot now shy away that they were they are still learning at this job they they have ruled india for 10 years mm-hmm. and now they have to give a clear direction as to what constitutes minimum govern government maximum governance is there a political ideology behind it um they have continued to use manrega uh, continuously they have actually ceded more funds to it so is this the tinkerbell syndrome as i call at it at the moment it is maximum government maximum efficiency that's oh. all there is mm-hmm. and, and, tinkering tinkering and, and yeah tinkering yeah because he started the udan scheme yeah. the regional flights and i know there are many regional flights starting from ahmedabad delhi yeah. and others you know if if yeah. we have so many passengers yeah. we need better airports man yeah. no, so uh, but but in in general see any private enterprise you know if they want to invest more than 100 crores into a project they see what is uh, mm. generally considered as roi over a period of time mm. they have hit a sweet spot in auctioning off the roadways the roadways nitin gadkari has done an excellent job again the three best performing ministers are uh, your uh, roads your uh, railways and your power your power these are the three best performing ministers because they came they came with a plan they had a plan they needed to die, they were given given clear mandate ki you generate revenue and you disinvest anything and everything that you want to disinvest so what did nitin gadkari do he said he put up all the performing uh, national highways which have toll system for auctioning now he went to singapore or one some of, one of the other conference now that is going to generate so much revenue that will fulfill the deficit so there is there is a little bit of confusion at the top level itself i think modi was playing around with which government and which ministry is performing better both state government and the because that is the uh, the joint team of the state governments that are performing and the central ministries which give the revenue to the government so he is playing with the idea of which is performing better interesting points so the government gets regular conferences uh, attends conferences and they get good feedback from these uh, investors both uh, uh, established indian ind- investors and multinationals on the roi they can achieve so yeah. probably the reason why uh, airports authority of india does not divest itself of all airports is because each airport has its own roi potential and numbers mm-hmm. that is established yeah. uh, fact and but uh, no that's what i'm coming to i don't think the airports have reached their potential i think they can go a lot further yeah. considering how many passengers they have served in at the rate at which they are growing yeah. it's in double digits some airports i mean yeah. that is amazing because aajkal if you think yeah. of air traffic and i mean i am this is just a number i'm yeah. coming up with 
I land internationally at, at at that time about four or five international flights come within five minutes of each other in Ahmedabad. Up simple math laga to that's about one thousand to fifteen hundred people at that time and. अलग अलग इंटरनेशनल की तरह एटलीस्ट ट्वेंटी फाइव हंड्रेड टू थ्री थाउजेंड पीपल कमिंग एंड दे हैव लाइक टू एरो ब्रिजेस सर्विसेज टू एरो आई मीन कम ऑन लार्जेस्ट so so well maintained so there are i think no, uh, exceptions at the terminal international yeah. terminal mumbai airport it oh. is it is by far the best any american airport i've been to even delhi delhi, delhi airport is phenomenal no, but, no. but, 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 but no, because it is newer new. no, no and uh, because they had the experience of looking at what's happening yeah. in delhi yeah. the murals the food yeah. i see i, I uh, but so, delhi is also not bad so, if you compare what delhi uh-huh. is so what i'm saying is that if mumbai airport can rival dubai airport and oh, other yeah. airports and is mumbai airport is definitely infinitely better than any american airport right. i've been to right. why not other cities so we can do it right i mean so anyways yeah, so ha uh, that's that's there so coming to the last part you want to talk a little bit about the healthcare bill and uh, the american situation here and a uh, quick quick discussion of and anything else that dominated the news acha i want to uh, talk about the two very tragic things that happened uh, on the border that you know the not only were the two soldiers beheaded bsf so bsf so one bsf and one army one army and then crpf lost a lot of men um, yeah. and then there was a bank robbery as well and yes. then there were armed van robbery i mean the news from kashmir is so terrible every day from bad to worse and i can tell you from uh can i ask you so one thing on the no, no, ground no. one thing before you get into that what is the absolute worst that you have seen or not you've seen, you've seen probably the absolute worst during the exodus but you've heard of even worse circumstances in the 90s does this rival that see it's i it's hard to give a correct um, you know compare it because in 90s gun rule supreme there were terrorists all over the place and a lot of uh, people inside kashmir already inside kashmir already there were terrorists people were scared of them so army was all around but uh, local people supported them no question but they were not out protecting them so that that has this defiance or what i call civil unrest 
is new. This civil unrest where um, students are out, girls are out throwing stones. This started after 2010 really, where they took uh, leave from a Palestinian um, uh, protest book and did Intifada. This is the Intifada where they have, because then they figured out that, you know, armed struggle and all these terrorists, this is not helping us. You know, AK-47 and Kalash and Kuzas, no, they're not, they're not. Militarily, we have won Kashmir for good. There is nothing to say about it. So now they said that what are we going to do about it? So a propaganda war can be fought with intifada. So where you show an army guy with a gun and this girl with a stone. And when you put that Portray poster that, yeah. on New York Times, what does it tell the world who is ne- who, people who barely know where to find Kashmir on the map? Right. You know, so it's really for these people. This is what Palestinian strategy is. They do exactly the same thing. They show Israeli guy and they show a little child with a stone. So nobody wants to go behind this uh, thing. Nobody's talking about the civil unrest. They found that this is the best way for any government, for any democracy. This is a very difficult battle to fight because you know why? Because your own media is against you. Your own media goes against you the minute you are tough on people, belt guns we have seen. Your own media will not support the government. They will talk about human rights issues. They will talk about all this. Well, human rights issues and all those issues happen, but sovereignty of the country is primary. You cannot, you know, um, sort of gamble with that. But you also have to ask you something. Indira Gandhi could get back. Um, Let me ask you one question yes. that will change this argument. You use the term, your own media is against you. Is this your own media? I don't think so. This is not but Indian, this is not all of it is Indian media. A me- majority. Media, so majority, majority, so-called majority is not. The regional is, media outfits I'm talking, yeah. some of them are not. The reason we were able to win back Punjab and a um, lot of Northeast also, KPS Gill, um, you know, people talk about him in Punjab, people, you know, don't talk about him as much in Assam, but both states, I think because the interference of media, this 24-7 intrusive media was not there. Now people are going to flip this and say that, oh, you are anti-freedom of speech, you are anti-democratization of media. No, I am not. And anybody will tell I, you. I will, I will tell you something. But, in, in Punjab, there was a Lala Jagat Narayan who yeah. was killed, the editor of Punjab Kesari, yes, and his son was killed too. Yeah. Who was for taking on Brindan Wale? Yeah. Who are the Kashmiri media outlets completely taking on uh, Masara Talam? Or Bi? No, they are... No, they won't. So that is the problem. So this is a challenge that Indian government has. Mm-hmm. And here is the thing. Kashmir problem is not going to be resolved in my lifetime or your lifetime. This is something that will have to be just, it's it's cyclical. Mm-hmm. We will have to keep going back to this violence. It will keep coming back. We just have to... Um, deal with it that way. I don't believe in these 48-hour solutions because there are no 48-hour solutions. Mm. Um, we did do well after this, especially after this intifada thing. This has become very, very difficult now. Yesterday at a funeral of a um, slain militant, and this is less than 24 hours ago, and and it, I, I think later it um, mm. was covered by the news item all the same, but before that I received from my sources that there were Lashkar terrorists, they were brandishing their uh, guns and they even fired 
this is in the funeral of a slain terrorist. When you were asking me the difference between, is this the worst you have seen? This is not what used to happen before. And then uh, robbing of banks. Again, in 90, there was no robbing of banks. Now you could say that this is because the, they demonetization. need demonetization and they need money and thing. But the fact is that they are killing these poor JK no, bank um, and then the uh, cop officials. Who the terrorists yeah. something, uske funeral mein family tha uska. Yeah. And again, if if what is happening to JNK police continues, I am telling you, they will all put down their um, arms and they will say, we are done with this. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I think that's what uh, our strategy should be. Because that people JK don't want police, their jobs. JK police will at some point say, yeah, yeah. No, if that's what's going to happen, that, that's fine. There should be a peaceful exchange of population. India should uh, let these people who are really not wanting jobs as uh, employees of state government of Jammu and Kashmir and or for that matter, uh, government of India employees to please, uh, you know, we can open up the gates uh, near one of the border sectors and they can leave you know whether they want to leave peacefully or not it's up to them yeah. now this is not going to be solved in whatever way i think mehbooba mufti uh, said it right when she said this is at the hands of uh, prime minister modi as if yeah. prime minister modi has some secret formula yeah. you know the only formula is that the unfinished partition of india has to be finished those who are not willing to live in india as an indic democracy as a secular democracy under the framework of hindu bodh jain and sikh uh, principles embedded in our constitution may please shut up and leave if they don't want to leave fine we'll make them leave i don't think there is any for compromise formula there is nothing that can be worked out with them if they're adamant please you know we have survived so many invasions and so many of these uh, things it's very silly to think that we can't survive this because this is uh, gone on for far too long the, the peacefulness and the nonchalance of uh, Hindus and the other three religions is being taken for granted that we don't have yeah, what it takes. This is an argument that me and Sunanda had when it came to the elections. I was saying that people yeah. are not feeling secure. I was like, is yeah, it sure. that? Or is it they, 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 they don't believe in democracy? I don't know what is happening. Sure, sure. So, yeah, they have a Pakistan occupied Kashmir. We can make that uh, into a regular border and just please, you know, they can go and uh, inhabit the uh, upper reaches of Gilgit and Baltistan and uh, uh, make those uh, highly populous uh, you know, cities in, and let Pakistan manage them Killed for the nearby future. Anyways, we're flat out of time. We have to straight away go into recommendations. Healthcare ka next week. Le lenge. Yes. I don't think this healthcare thing is dying down anytime soon, but uh, we're going into recommendations or your recommendation for the week. Gautami Putra Shatakani is a movie. If it is there on YouTube, I don't know. We just saw it yesterday. It is about the uh, one of the emperors of uh, the Satavahana dynasty who ruled much of India and who defeated an Indo-Greek king, uh, Demetrius, at the, at the gates of Punjab. And right after the Mauryan dynasty, the nature of uh, India's uh, geography and the nature of India's uh, political conflicts. Every time this has happened, we have, we have had conflicts at the gates. And, and I, I, I like the interesting thing that he says in the end. We have uh, our neighbors, we have our own state rivalries between each other. But when somebody else, then whether it is a Pakistani or somebody else or a Persian, or a Greek or a Roman or a Christian or an American, anybody who wants to come and lecture us, we'll stop them at the gate and ask them to leave respectfully, which is what happened with Dr. Makran Paranjpe's event at Columbia. There are a couple of leftist hecklers who came by. They were respectfully asked to leave, but with a very strong and stout Hindu. Uh, 
have an interesting analogy. And yes, we have a press release that the organization came out with too. And some shocking things that happened. Uh, Sunanda, I'm coming to you uh, as well for your recommendation. Okay, my recommendation is from the world of music. Uh, yesterday, I was at a very interesting concert where I um, heard uh, Shakir Khan ji, um, playing. Shakir Khan is a son of, he's a, he's a upcoming brilliant musician himself. And he's son of a legendary father, um, Shahid Parvezab. And Shahid Parvez is known as um, now after the doyans like uh, Vilayat Khan Sahib and Usad Ravi Shankar, the next generation face of Satar is um, Usad Shahid Parvez. His son, I just heard him playing. And wow, I was completely mesmerized, especially he played a bit of rag pilu for us. Yeah. He did not have much time, but he played a little bit and I could just see how he had just completely turned um, a pilu to his because apparently it is their khandan karag. Yeah. So khandan when I mean kharane karag. Yeah, no, no, no. karag. So go to YouTube and just do Shakir Khan rag pilu. And what is the, how, how do you spell his name? S H A K I R Shakir Khan. Shakir Khan. Plug this. Yeah, Shakir Khan Rag Pilu. It's a it's a it's a phenomenal piece of instrumental music mm. that will really transport you to another world. One of the so finest uh, uh, renditions of Pilu that I've heard also was by uh, Pandit Shiv Kumar Sharma. Yeah. It was uh, he did a Pilu and then he did a little bit in Sohni and uh, mm. kind of it was. Put me on another. Mm -hmm. huh? It was superb. So, uh, anyways, uh, my recommendation is the movie that the whole of India seems to be watching, Bahubali Two. Except me. I. Uh, How much more money he should? Uh, How much more? Thousand crores. Yes. No, we, we, he should be making more yes, money. Yes, he should be making. This money. we also should show that a Indic movie, you yeah. know, seeped in the yeah. ethos of India. Indic civilization with Indic civilization values and uh, how how and the the what can I say about the movie? It was about three hours long. I, I did not. I still have to watch it. No, I did I'm not sure yawn for a single second. It was that. In fact, matlab, people did not even get up during the song. Did so, you tell her why Katapa killed uh, no. Babuli or no? I, I have not. No. And I have. I'm watching this Friday next podcast. No, I will have to, to tell see. you, Sunanda. This is very interesting. So many people I know have not watched the first Bahubali yet. Watched this. Oh no, I stuff. watched the first Bahubali. No, no, I know you did. I'm saying this. And by the way, the titles of Bahubali are beautiful. They have portraits of scenes from Bahubali one, and they have put the titles on them. So the ti that's the recap. Yeah. And the uh, special mention, I mean, of course, the acting, Prabhas was excellent, but so was Rana. Ramya Krishnan stole the show for me. As I think Ramya Krishnan. Krishna. Oh, Ramya Krishnan. Uh, Krishna. No, because... Oh, well, there is the Telugu person <laughs> taking offense on that. No, but I have seen her uh, say this Ramya Krishnan also. So, so, but okay, then I have to ask you, what is the name of M.M. Kareem? Is it M.M. Kareem? M.M. Kiravani or Margathamani? No. no. <laughs> because he goes in Telugu movies as Margathamani. Luckily, Telugus don't fight with... Uh, and then by they only Kerala fight amongst themselves. Them <laughs> and then somebody even called him M.M. Kareem. I was like, no, he's not M.M. Kareem. He's M.M. Kareem. Uh -huh. So M.M. Kareem has given one of his best scores, background scores. Yeah, yeah. And there, yeah, there yeah. is especially the coronation sequence is, is interspersed with Sanskrit shlokas. It uh -huh. is just a... No, but I am so pleased that this is the culmination of 70 to 80 years of Telugu cinema, which has always done exemplary work in mythologicals and historical movies, yes. which has not come to the open 
But because and now this has become panic. No, but I'll tell you why also that has happened, and this required a genius like S S Rajamouli to come because Telugu cinema had people like N T Ramarao, Chiranjeevi, who were playing N T Ramarao and Chiranjeevi right. whenever they were playing any role. When you say Prabhas, yeah. he is not playing Prabhas. I, I, I mean, I did not have to go. Salman Khan, he played that. He came in his mythological bio. He still plays Salman Khan. But, but NTR is a different league, Adit. He. No, no. I, I have never seen such a legendary actor ever. I agree, so, but I am saying uh, you need a visionary director oh, yeah, 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 who completely oh, that, takes the hero I, out of his character I, and just. I mean, you think that you are watching Bahubali. You know, another great credit is the one we did on K Vishwanath, the great yes, actor, director. Yes, we did. That. He got Dada Sahib Phalke. This is a big week for Telugu cinema, isn't it? He he took that Dada Sahib. Pramod is I have never seen Pramod smile so much by the way. When I said when we when we received the no no no, but this is this is the week of this is Telugu cinema's finest hour. Yes, I agree. And I actually went after he received the Dada Sahib Phalke award, and I I remembered the movie that I used to love so much when I was a child, Sur Sangam, and I just loved it so much, and I just wanted to go and watch it, and I actually have been watching it in uh, bits and uh, pieces. No, even, and I'm sure it. Uh, and one of his very less mentioned Hindi movies, I would like to say. I mean, you're prob- a lot of people are going to kill me that I'm I'm recommending a Hindi movie by K. Vishwanath. It's a movie called Ishwar, yeah. where Anil yeah. Kapoor gave a phenomenal performance. Yeah. So, so, so Kamal Hasan, whatever roles Kamal Hasan used to do in Telugu and Tamil, that is what Anil Kapoor used to do. And yeah. there are many, many. Nayagan Virasat. I'm oh, sorry, not Nayagan. I'm sorry, Thevar Magan and Virasat. Telugus yeah. would not have had the kind of connection with their own language and arts and literature had it not been for K. Vishwanath. Yeah. Great man, Great and man. legend. And he had the thing for music. Even this Sursangam, yeah. it was like, uh, I haven't seen the yeah. Telugu movies yeah. because I don't understand, but Sursangam, it had Rajan Pandit Rajan. It was all about music, music dance. Pandit Rajan Mishra singing Saadale, Mansurko Saadale Tu. I mean, anyone who can Sangamam. I don't like Kamal Hasan as a person because the of movie the, is phenomenal. The acting that he has done in that he movie, is, he is Kamal Hasan. He's just Abhara Shiva. You Ka- know, in that Kamal movie, he's a drunkard an, and a dancer. Yeah. You know, you've seen drunkard boxing with Jackie Chan, that drunken yeah, martial yeah, arts yeah. thing, right? This is the parallel to that in the dancing part, and he dies in the end. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, you will have tears in the eyes. No, Kamal Hasan is one of the most. I mean, you see in Indian, Hindustani, where the father yeah, kills like, his own son. It's amazing. Yeah. No, but but what I was saying was, and M M Cream actually said this. He actually yeah. called this Bahubali to his last film. I don't know if he might probably do. Yes, right. Yeah, he's about SS, retiring. No, yeah. but he might do S S Rajamouli films yeah. like Rajesh Roshan does. Rajesh Roshan films. No, but he said very interesting. Is like people ask that why did I give such a good score for him? Is like what. Rajamouli understands I, the way no. I relate, make no my question. music and stuff. And no one else does. Apparently, embarking the next project will be on Mahabharata. So that is that's so like much Magnus Opus. No, but Magnum who would have thought, Pramod, to yeah. have Sanskrit shlokas as a no. background score oh, yeah, and in the song, the the Sahore Bahubali, uh-huh. you know the the Hasa Rudra, the the, the just, oh, and the stylish use of technology, some of which did happen, did which our ancestors did possess, is amazing. Uh, Yeah, absolutely i'm i'm a big fan of uh, anything that in our cultural ethos gets reflected into modern times and gets showcased so that people learn Uh, so many different things. Oh, brilliant! Amazed. I think we have gone on to another segment, which I was I afraid of that happening. But anyways, that's that's what Bahubali Two has done. We it crossed a thousand crores. I'm hoping it crosses two thousand. Yeah. The way it's going. Anyways, this brings us to the end of podcast 116. We'll be back next week with more stuff. Till then, it's goodbye from the Dream Team. We'll be.